The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. back everybody to another edition of MLB DFS Quick Kids, your Thursday, June 15th edition. And we have a three-game early, seven-game late slate. Hope everybody had a good Wednesday. The clue bot did his job. Everybody else, it was something else. Uh, interesting night to say the least. And uh, we get back at it today. Quick look at your weather. Uh, one of your three-day games, Dodgers-Indians. 30 to 50% chances of rain, so keep an eye on that one. Mariners Twins blowing out hard to center field, pretty warm conditions, good hitting conditions in Minnesota. There's been plenty of runs that series. And then Baltimore, Chicago's fine as of now. Heading to the evening, Boston at Philly, wind blowing out to left uh, in that one. Rays at Tigers, it's raining during the day, fades off as the game go or as the game approaches, should be okay. Nationals, Mets, wind blowing out hard to left field in that one. Uh, Yankees, A's, wind blowing out hard to right center. And that is really all you have to worry about. It's really warm in Coors if they needed any help there. Let's throw that one out there. Uh, Game totals on your slate, your three early games. Dodgers, Indians, 9.5. Mariners, Twins, 9.5. Orioles, White Sox, 10.5. Those three totals alone tell you how bad the pitching is on the early slate. So, yeah. Going to the evening, Red Sox, Phillies at 8. Rays, Tigers, 9.5. Nationals, Mets, 8.5. Brewers, Cardinals, 9. Giants, Rockies in Coors Field at 11. Yankees, A's, 8.5. Royals, Anaheim, 8.5. We have 1-8, and that's because of Chris Sale. Nothing below that. We have offense again tonight, folks. Pitching is suspect as the usual. And we'll kick it off with the three-game early slate real quick. You got Dodgers at Indians. Rich Hill's ninety six hundred bucks. Josh Tomlin seventy two. Rich Hill, the blister god. I can't pay that kind of money for him. You just don't know what you're going to get. Cleveland doesn't strike out a ton versus lefties. Um, you know, Hill's he, he's a good pitcher when he pitches. You just don't know how much he's going to pitch. Um, if you want to roll the dice on a short slate, I I can see it. I get it. I just can't pay the price tag for that. Uh, Josh Tomlin's intriguing at 7,200. You got the Dodgers striking out 23.4% versus righties. Tomlin's not a big strikeout guy. 
Um, but he does limit the hard, uh, or he's got a decent ground ball, lots of hard contact, but the home run to fly ball is much, much lower than normal this year. Dodgers have a high team total of 485. Lefty's hitting 297 versus Tomlin Wright. He's 359. So he's been interesting this year. He's hasn't really gotten the blow up yet. Maybe that comes today. But uh, you, you, you worry a lot about the lefties in that lineup. Seager's been struggling mightily. Bellinger's a beast. Uh, Jock's back. But, and Grandal. But he does well against lefties. So you worry more like Turner, Puig, and those guys. So keep an eye on Tomlin. He could be interesting today. Seattle at Minnesota, you got Ariel Miranda at 7,400 and Jose Barrios at 88. Two good young arms that have both been pitching really, really well of late. Uh, the wind's blowing out, like I said, in that game. The total's rather high. Both pitchers in play, you got Barrios facing Seattle, strikes out 20.6% of the time. Barrios striking out 25.5%, a great stringing strike rate of almost 11, limiting the hard contact to 22.1. He has looked phenomenal. Home run to fly ball less than 10%. He's looked all the parts. Uh, Seattle 4.70 team total. Lefty's hitting 3.41, righty 3.71. A lot of that has to do with his bad year last year on these numbers. Um, but when it comes to Barrios, he's been pitching really, really well. But the Mariners' bats are hot. You're going to have to take one of the pitchers in this game. I'd almost say make two lineups, take one of each because it's that way. You got Miranda, stri- uh, Miranda facing the Twins, strikes out 19.5% of the time versus left handed pitching. Miranda strikes out about 21% of the batters he faces. Very good hard contact rate of only 28.9%. Been doing a great job himself. Twins 480 team total. Lefty's hitting 302. Righty's only hitting 296 off Miranda. Minnesota's got a below average Woba against lefties, which you wouldn't think about, and almost a below average ISO versus lefties. So something to look at there. You know, you're still worried about Dozier versus a lefty and Sano versus a lefty, but as a team as a whole, not massive lefty mashers there. Uh, so Miranda could be in play as a sneaky play as everyone will flock to Barrios, and rightfully so. I think he's the top option on the slate. But uh, if you don't go Barrios, Miranda, he's worth a gamble in a GPP, especially on a small slate. Going contrarian on a small slate is the only way you're going to win the big bucks uh, if, you're, if that's your goal. Last game, Baltimore-Chicago White Sox, Chris Tillman, uh, David Holmberg, Tillman 6,500, Holmberg 46. Both guys are gas cans. This is a game to stack completely. As I told you, the total's 10 and a half. Weather looks nice. The only thing I can say with Tillman is White Sox strike out a ton. Other than that, his numbers are red across the board. They're just bad, 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 bad. And Holmberg's a lefty that just struggles. You're going to get a lot of White Sox bullpen. He stacked this game. So Tomlin's an intriguing play. Hill, if you want to, he's a great pitcher. You just don't know what you're going to get. And then Miranda and Berrios, both interesting options. Both teams are facing a red hot right now. Wind blowing out, but on a small slate, you got to have one of these guys as your options. We're looking at bats, LA, Cleveland. I mentioned the right-handed bats versus Tomlin and Bellinger. You can't ignore Bellinger. Uh, Cleveland versus Rich Hill. Uh, when you're looking at the blister god, like I said, lefty's 261, righty's 259. So you pick your poison with the big bats like Kipnis, Ramirez, Brantley, uh, Zimmer's always a low-owned GPP guy just because of his spot in the order, but he's been productive. Uh, Edwin Edwin versus lefty is always really nice, always really, really nice. Jan Gomes is actually phenomenal lefty, good, good career. Woba versus left-handed pitching. So you can mix and match there if you choose. As many might go to Rich Hill. You never know, so Cleveland could be really low-owned. Seattle, Minnesota, Miranda, Berrios. I mentioned uh, Dozier and Snow versus Miranda. For uh, Seattle versus, Minnesota, versus Berrios, 
They got Cano, Cruz. Mitch Hanniger's back, and he's raking. He hits lefties, he hits righties, he hits them all. Um, so something to think about there. You know, Seager, some interesting options in Seattle if you're fading Barrios because he could be extremely low, uh, extremely high on. Then Baltimore, Chicago, get at it. Chicago, 5-2-16 total, highest on the day slate. Lefties, 340, righties, 331 versus Tillman. Everybody's in play. Don't even sleep on Matt Davidson. He's home in back-to-back games. He'll be lower owned than Todd Frazier. You got Abreu, uh, the milkman. You got Garcia in the outfield. Sanchez up the middle. Tons of options. Baltimore's the second highest total on the day slate, third highest on the day, 5-2-4 total against Holmberg, lock and load, uh, your boys there, Machado, Scope, uh, Trumbo, Jones, Mancini ha- hits righties extremely well, and lefties, this is a lefty, he's got like a 300 career average almost, and a very good Woba against lefties, so definitely a White Sox Orioles stacks in play, and they're always very affordable. Uh, a little more expensive today, but still very affordable. Let's get to your seven-game main slate. And we'll kick it off with your pitcher, the high-priced arm. Christopher Sale has passed the $14,000 mark. $14,100 is insanity. But it's Chris Sale, and he struggled. Three earned runs or more in four straight starts. Even though he's done that, 22 25-3, 22-4. Going up against the Phillies team, sure, he's in Philadelphia, not a friendly pitching ballpark. But you got Chris Sale. The, the Phillies strike out 20% of the time versus lefties. They have sneaky power versus lefties, uh, ISO power. When you look at they'll have the lowest total on the board at 342. Lefties hit 257, righties 275 versus Sale. An average Woba of 304, but an isolated power of 189 versus lefties, which is really, really good. It means they get a lot of extra base hits when they do hit lefties, which in DFS world, that's awesome. Uh, overall, in the year, Chris Seals the number one barrel fifth guy, but in the last 30 days, he's only ninth only. 4.35% barrel percentage, striking out 29.71% of the barriers he faces. So his K numbers are down a bit, and his uh, barreling's up a little bit, but still not too bad for you know anything. Sale definitely in play. It's hard to ever pay 14-1. If this was a full slate with tons of options, I would just pretty much maybe have one lineup on him just to have and pass. Um, there are some cheap options for bats. Not the greatest cheap option, but there are some good cheap options. Price is actually really low overall. So uh, Chris Sale, you can make work, and I'm going to try to make Chris Sale work tonight. Next up, another lefty. we got three lefties at the top of the board. Gio Gonzalez, 9,000 at the New York Mets. One thing I will mention about Gio, everyone hates on him, but he's got a 291 ERA. He continues to get it done, guys. One earned run, two earned runs, three earned runs, two earned runs. That's his last four starts. Um, he's got basically 18 or more points in 14 straight starts, averaging about 18 on the season. Been pitching really, really, really well this season. He's going up against the Mets team, which we know they have some righties back with Suspedis. you got Flores to worry about, Lagares, their catcher, whichever one they use. And then it's a lefty-heavy lineup. Yes, Neil Walker's a switch hitter, but much more power from the left side than the right. And he's been phenomenal against left-handed bats in his, this year and this season as a whole. Mets striking out 21% of the time versus lefties. Geo striking out about 22% of the batters he faces overall. In the last 30 days, he is... I just had him here. He was, oh, that's the overall season. 
He's 18th best in fifth in the last 30 days, only getting barreled 2.42% of the time, striking out 26.6% of the batters he faces, Waking out, uh, walking a little too many, over 10 walk, 10% walk rate, but still very, very solid play. Ground ball rate's outstanding at 46.5. Um, many will overlook him with the Mets. Mets fourth lowest total on the board at 422. Lefties, like I said, only hitting 268, righties 326, so he's been phenomenal against left-handed bats. Uh, you got a Mets team with an average Woba, but a really good ISO versus lefties. It's an interesting gamble that I think will go uh, very low owned, but maybe not with the price of Chris Sale. But Geo's definitely in play. Uh, I was able to make a Geo Sale lineup last night. It's very doable. You just got to find the right value options. We will discuss. Next up, um, Mr. John or Jordan Jordan Montgomery of the New York Yankees at the Oakland A's. 3.55 ERA on the year. Kid's been really, really good. Uh, two run runs, zero, one, one in his last four starts. He's got you the one with uh, one at Baltimore only went four and a third, so he got you 12.4 points. So outside of that, 23.8, 23.9, 28.2 at home against Baltimore, at Toronto, at home against Kansas City. Couple, couple world beaters right there. When you got Jordan Montgomery, you got an A's team. Yes, they have some thump first lefties. But Montgomery is facing a team that strikes out 25.4% of the time versus left-handed pitching, one of the worst in all of baseball. Montgomery strikes out about 23% of the batters he faces. Good K rate, great swinging strike rate at 12.7%. Uh, limits the hard contact 25% overall. Limits it big time to right-handed bats, which is very surprising. Only a 7.8% home run to fly ball in a very nice pitching ballpark in Oakland. Yes, the wind's blowing out. It's going to be a little warmer today. But overall, his peripherals look amazing. He's facing an Oakland team, third lowest total on the board at 4-2-0. Lefty's hitting 279, righty's 287 versus Montgomery. Montgomery definitely in play. He should, if people are paying attention, be chalky. I'd imagine he's very chalky. But on a small slate like this, he's a really, really good option. And I'll have a lot of Montgomery today. Next up in that same game, we'll look at Sonny Gray, 7700 bucks. Uh, facing the Yankees, of course. He's been hit and miss, but he's been much more hit uh, since his return at Tampa. 23.5 points, two earned runs. Three earned runs against the Nats for 17.6. Got beat up at Cleveland. That's respectable. At Miami, seven innings, one earned 37.4 points. Got 10 or more Ks in two of his last four. He had eight Ks against Boston for 23.9. Struggled at Texas, and then a uh, little feeling out process before that. But he's, he's gotten in a groove since returning from the DL, going against a Yankees team that does strike out almost 22% of the time. Gray striking out almost 24% of the batters he faces. Good swinging strike rate of 11.2. The thing I love the most, because it is a little worrisome, he's got 16.1% home run to fly ball facing the Yankees. But you saw the Angels outside of last night pitched really well against him. The big thing I like, he's got a ground ball rate of 56.7%. So it's almost like when he gives up the fly ball, it's going deep. Other than that, he's doing what he needs to do to shut things down. And that's definitely a thing because people aren't going to use pitchers versus the Yankees. So ownership-wise in a GPP, if he even just pitches average, gets you 15 to 20 points, you're pumped. $7,700. Yankees 4-3-0 team total. One of the lower ones on the slate tonight. Lefty's hitting 313. Righty's 358. He's got the reverse split. Welcome Gary Sanchez and Aaron Judge. But, uh, and we know they match. 363 Woba's best you'll see. 210 ISO's insanity. 
as a team, the Yankees are phenomenal. This isn't a secret to anybody. They're going to be heavily owned tonight, and Sonny Gray shouldn't be. This is a phenomenal GPP gamble. If it doesn't work, it's what it was, a GPP gamble. But there's tremendous upside with Sonny Gray tonight. That as long as he doesn't slip on the banana peel, can put some big numbers up there at some very low ownership. A gamble I'm willing to take a little bit out there. Not, I'm not saying go heavy at all, but definitely worth the gamble. Next up, you're going to see a guy's name next to a price that's going to stun, stun many. And it's Justin Verlander. 7600 bucks. And yes, you're dangling the carrot. And yes, I'm going to nibble a little. But you look at his numbers and it's, it's, his fantasy production has been scary because he's walking the world. He's not going deep in games. Uh, the Ks are down compared to what you'd like. He's only getting 6, 5, 12, and 6. You want more than 6 from Verlander. You're expecting more than 6. His last four games, 5.9, 1.1, 19.6, 1.6. Those are his fantasy points. His ERA is at 4, 6, 8. He's been getting beat up all over baseball. Now, what we like about tonight is you got him at home, which we prefer. He's been much better at home. Going up against the Tampa Bay Rays, a strikeout 25.8% of the time versus right-handed pitching. Verlander, I could, the struggles say enough. The last 30 days, he is um, 25th worst on the barrel fit. Barely makes the board. Getting barreled 4.13% of the time. His K rate's down to 16.5. His walks are almost up to 10. That's been his problem. The, key, the Rays are going to help him with the strikeout department, which is huge. We just got to worry about the the home runs, which he's given up a 38.2% hard contact rate. So the price drop is going to surprise many. And a lot are going to go to him, a lot, because the upside's tremendous with Verlander. There's no hiding that at all. I'm going to have some, but his overall numbers look scary to me. You got a raise of a 4-5-2 team total. The lefties are only hitting 276, righties 298 off Verlander. Uh, Rays almost have the same Woba and ISO against righties that the Yankees do. A 338 Woba. This is crazy. They have a 338 Woba. The Yankees three thir- or 363. Nationals 344. You look at ISO versus righties. The Rays 207. Yankees 210. Nationals 197. The Rays are real, folks. I know they strike out a ton, but man, are they great for DFS. Um, I'm definitely going to have some Rays bats. It is a better ballpark to pitch in. Um, that carrot is dangling. I'm not saying ignore Verlander. I would have some just for that K upside. If he throws even six or seven innings of three to four run runs but gets you eight plus Ks at that price tag, it's phenomenal, especially on tonight's slate. So I'm not saying don't use Verlander. I'm just telling you he's not right now the Verlander of old consistently. That's what you need to worry about. Now we get into a couple gambles, a price tag at $7,500 for a Coors Field picture named Jeff Hoffman. I have a man crush on Jeff Hoffman. Obviously, I prefer it's not Coors, but I'm going to preface this. He's had four starts, 21.2, 30, 34, 28.7 DraftKings points. One earned, one earned, one earned, three earned, eight, nine, seven, eight are his Ks. The Ks stand out to me for one. Uh, his first three or his last three starts all on the road, only one earned run. He's been phenomenal, twenty nine plus points. His only home start was at home against the Los Angeles Dodgers, who crushed righties. Uh, he went five and a third, six hits, three earned, two walks, eight Ks for twenty one point two points. His ownership will be so so low, and he's facing the San Francisco Giants. I know Coors pitchers are scary, 
But this is a gamble that's worth dabbling on. To me, he's just as much upside as Justin Verlander. Now, yes, the Giants don't strike out a ton, 19.4% versus righties. But when you're looking at Jeff Hoffman, you're looking at a K percentage of 33.3%. I know the sample size isn't ginormous, but he was a lights-out pitcher on the minors, too. This kid's legit. He's one of their top prospects. A walk rate of 2.9%, which is phenomenal. You don't want to give free passes in Coors. A swinging strike rate of 13%, which is insane. Scary thing, only a 28.6% ground ball rate. But if you factor that with the K rate, the fly ball's only it's in the high 30s, which isn't ideal, but it's not as bad as it sounds. Hard contacts, reasonable. Home run to fly ball's very good. It is Coors. It is very risky. Uh, Giants have a 5-5 or 5-1-5 team total. Lefties hitting 292, righties 337 off of Hoffman. But the Giants a supremely bad Woba of 287 versus righties. Average ISO of 130. Um, Hoffman is a play that I will have some access to. I'm not saying go crazy, but many said don't use him against the Cubs his last time out. He was just fine. So... It's scary in Coors. There's no hiding that. But give me five or six, three earned runs or less. Give me six plus Ks, and we're going to walk away happy with that ownership number. It's like Gray, Verlander, and Hoffman, all in that same price range. All very risky matchups. All tremendous upside. So they're great GPP plays. Like None of them I could recommend as a good cash play, but GPP-wise, tremendous. Uh, you got two punt plays coming up. Ricky Nolasco, 6,700 at home against the Royals. Royals bats are, I dare I say, hot. They're heating up. We'll go with heating up for now. They strike out 21.5% of the time versus righties. Nolasco striking out about 20%. He faces overall last 30 days. 23rd worst on the barrel fit. Getting barreled 5.83% of the time, striking out 17.5%. That's the scary part. Um... You got a hard contact rate of 38.2 and a home run to fly ball of 20.2. So, yes, you're looking at Royals bats in this one. I'm not going to hide that from you. But they have the second lowest total on the board at 4.07. Lefty's hitting 320, righty's 339 off to Lasco. But the Royals have a, a team Woba of 296 versus righties, which is way below average. So, Nolasco's a sneaky play. He throws those good games out once in a while. You're just looking for a quality start at 6700 bucks. He allows you to match up with... Sale and even, you know, Geo or Montgomery and get all the bats. Um, he's such a roll of the dice. I'd almost say for a GPP, you can mix Nolasco with one of those, with the Gray, Verlander, Hoffman crew, because they're all rolls of the dice. But if they both go off, wow, how ahead of the game you're going to be and the bats you can stack. If you don't, you can stack Coors. You can do all kinds of stuff with that. It's just an interesting GPP play, a punt play, as we like to call them in the business. Let's talk... One more punt, another low-owned. Um, we got Robert Gesellman, 6200 bucks at home against the Washington Nationals. Yes. Yes, I know. The Washington Nationals. I get it. I told you to throw a guy against the Yankees, the Rays, and the Nationals. The three best, basically, offenses on the board tonight. Yes, I understand. But I'm sober. I promise. I was sober when I made the list. I get it. This is how you gamble. This is how you make money in DFS. You can't play it safe if you want to win the big bucks. You just can't. If you want to play cash games, don't play these guys. I get it. But tonight's not a good cash game slate. I'll be completely honest with you. Um, at least not a quote-unquote safe cash game slate. 
Yeah, Kasselman, you look at the peripherals, 495 ERA, 146 whip. People go, ew, no. He's been very good since his little demotion to the bullpen. And, you know, get your stuff together. Um, and he's fighting for a rotation spot with Mattson Lugo back. And it's like last year when he fought for a spot, he was great. His last start at Atlanta, you know, in SunTrust, six and two-thirds, three hits, two walks, four Ks, 24 points. At or at home against Pittsburgh, five and a third, seven hits, two earned, six Ks, 18.6. Prior to that, Milwaukee, very good hitting team. Seven innings, three hits, one earned, five Ks, 24.2. Last three starts, he's looked phenomenal. Since his demotion of the bullpen, he's really got his stuff together. Now, we're, when we look at Gesellman, He's facing a Nats team, strikes out about 19% of the time. He strikes out guys about 17%. Not a big strikeout guy. Phenomenal ground ball rate of 54.5%. He's got the low swinging strike rate, which is scary, so balls will be in play. But that ground ball rate is great. Limits the hard contact, low home run to fly ball. You know the Nats are going to run into something. They got on Tehran early yesterday for two runs, and they've owned him in the past, like owned, owned him. And then Tehran even settled down. There's no reason Gesselman can't give you a quality start tonight. At 54.5% ground ball rate, it's phenomenal. He should be extremely low on in this matchup. Um, the Nationals don't have an outrageous team total. It's 428, which on this slate's rather low, actually. Um, lefties are only hitting 264, righties 352. You got reverse splits here. I mentioned the 344 Wobo, 197 ISO. I get it. It's a GPP dart, which what most of these darts are. And it's got tremendous upside. These 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 plays tonight from 77 down are really interesting to me because they all have tremendous blow-up potential, but the upside is outrageous, and the ownership should be kind of scattered to low on all of them, which make for great GPP plays. So you got Chris Sale far and away at 14-1, the high-priced guy to go, the only high-priced guy to go. Then in the next range, you got Geo at 9, Montgomery at 86. I go Montgomery, then Geo. But Montgomery should be chalky. He's the top option if you're not paying up. And then you got Gray, Verlander, and Hoffman. I'm going, I'm going Hoffman, Gray, Verlander in that range. But Hoffman and Gray are like 1A, 1B. I like them both just as much, and I understand the problems. Gray's in a better hitter's ballpark. Hoffman will be even lower owned. That's the way I'm looking at it. I'm looking at the ownership on this one. So it's like 1A, 1B. Both pretty solid very risky, but very reward. And then you got Nalasco, Gesellman. I'm going Gesellman and Nalasco in my punts. So those are your options there. Like I said, pitching's bad. If you look at the slate, it is. You're going to have to take gambles, and these are the gambles we're looking at. Let's get into the bats. As always, we kick it off with the catcher's position. And as always, at the high price position, Gary Sanchez, 4900 bucks went deep again last night. Guy's a beast. If you're going GPP, he's a great GPP catcher. Buster Posey and Coors, 4,800, first base catcher. Coors is always in play. Uh, Alex Avila is probably my top price guy if we're not paying him for Sanchez. He's uh, $4,100, first base catcher eligible. Hitting second in that order. Hitting the ball so, so hard. And he's going up against Cobb. Lefty's hitting 369, righty's 336. He's been getting up a ton of hard contact to lefties. Extreme Woba to lefties. Alex Avila, 41. Very nice play. Salvi Perez, 38's in play. He's hitting the ball really well. Has good past history versus Nolasco. He's definitely in play. Yadi Molina's 35. Not bad. Travis D'Arnaud, I mentioned the Mets catchers. Arnaud or Rivera are both in play. Rivera's super cheap. On a night like tonight, we could use. But D'Arnaud at 35 is a good look there. 
Dustin Garneau catching in Coors against Moore at 35 is in play. Um, if it's Christian Vasquez at 3K or Sandy Leone at 25, they're in play. I'm hoping Leone for the price relief, but they're going to Nick Pavetta, who's just not good at baseball. Um, he was good in the minors. He might need to go get things tweaked out a bit. Let's just put it that way. I'm not saying he's not good at baseball, just not good right now. Lefty's hitting 375, righty's 428 off Pavetta in that small ballpark. The Red Sox are going to be a great stack outside of Coors tonight. Great stack. So the, the Red Sox catchers. Martin Maldonado at 2900 bucks is phenomenal. The Royals are uh, throwing one of their top prospects, Strom, out there, but he's just been a long reliever. 65 to 70 pitches, probably three, four innings. He's a lefty. Maldonado crushes lefties. Then again, you'll get the bullpen after that, so be careful. But to start things off, it's a great look for the Angels, who have a 4-4-3 team total. Um, Maldonado, very good versus lefties. 2900 bucks, good value. Matt Wieters, 2900 bucks versus Gaselman. We did mention the reverse splits with Gaselman, 264 versus lefties. But uh, Wieters has been very, very productive this year. When you go to Milwaukee's catchers, you got Pena at 28, and uh, then you got Bandy. Uh, against Waka, lefties 327, righties 345. So Pena could definitely be in play at 2800 bucks. Nice value against Waka. Waka's up and down this year, so he might throw a gem tonight, but Milwaukee's in a great spot in that matchup with Songo. Seven runs up on the board last night. We know their offense is boom or bust. It could be a nice uh, low, low-owned stack option there in that matchup. So keep an eye on Milwaukee. Um, there's Sandy Leone at 20, 26. James McCann at 25 versus Cobb if you want a low-priced catcher. Uh, very good upside in that one. Jet Bandy, I mentioned 25. Josh Fagley versus the lefty Montgomery. He'll be catching for Oakland at 25 if you're fading Montgomery. I did mention he's limited hard contact to lefties and righties. Rene Rivera is 2300 for the Mets. That's why I'm kind of hoping he catches tonight to get some serious salary relief against Geo. Going over to first base, Mark Reynolds, 5300 in Coors versus Matt Moore. I'd almost pay 5300 in San Francisco against Matt Moore. Uh, but Matt Moore is just getting blitzed by everybody. If you look at uh, the last 30 days on the barrel fit board, he's ninth worst, getting barreled 6.4% of the time. He's only striking out 14.4. He's really, really struggled on the road this year. Lefty's hitting 346, righty's 312. If you really want to get into Matt Moore, which you probably don't give two rares, about 39% hard contact rate. So, yeah. If you didn't need another reason to play Coors, though, there you go. Mark Reynolds, 53. Zimmerman, 52. The reverse Billets versus Gaselman is an interesting pivot off of Reynolds. Matt Holiday, 46 versus Gray. Um, did I mention those? Yeah. With Gray, he's a reverse splits. Lefty's 313. Righty's 358. So keep that in mind. Holiday, Sanchez, uh, Judge type guys. Jay Bruce, 45 versus Geo. Lomo, 43 versus Verlander. Um, Part of your Romo definitely needs to be a part of your uh, upside home run crew in Tampa Bay. Ian Desmond, 4,300 first base outfield eligible. That's a tremendous price tag for a home run guy in Coors. I love Desmond. Uh, you can play him a lot of places. Mention Avila at 41. Eric Thames, first base outfield eligible. Went deep last night. He's been hot and cold lately. Not really on fire, but good matchup against Walker tonight. I like Thames a lot at 4K. Uh, the top four or five guys in that Milwaukee order are very intriguing tonight. Matt Carpenter, 4K versus Davies. Since going back to the leadoff role, Carp has been money. The price tag is great. 
Davies is a big time, uses his fastball a ton, and Carpenter munches on those two seamers. Uh, Carp's a really good play tonight at $4,000. Like him a lot, will be extremely low owned. Potential game stack in Milwaukee, St. Louis could be intriguing. You got a total of nine in that ballgame between Davies and Waka. With those two teams, though, there, there's been so many nights they both disappointed. It could be two to nothing final, but it's an intriguing uh, GPP angle. As you go down the list, Eric Hosmer, 39 versus Alaska. If you believe the Royals are as hot as they are, Hosmer could be in play. Uh, Ryan Healy, first base, third base eligible at 3600 bucks is one of my top plays on the night. If you're not using Montgomery to pitch, which I totally understand if you are, Ryan Healy is one of the best hitters in all of baseball against right-handed or against left-handed pitching this year and last year combined this year alone. Whichever angle you want to use, he's at the top or near the top of all those boards. He is mashing left-handed pitching, and he's just mashing the baseball the last few weeks. Ryan Healy at 3600 bucks is a great play, first base or third base. I don't care tonight. Uh, third base is a little weaker uh, down below in this range. You can get some value here at first base still, so probably third, but you can use them at both. You got Hanram at 36. CJ Cron, 3500 bucks against the lefty Strom is a really solid play tonight. Don't mind that at all. Uh, Miggy Cabrera, 34 versus Cobb. I read somewhere he has not homered in 21 games. Thus, part of the reason his price tag's down. He's been getting us doubles and stuff. He's been productive, but the long ball has not been there for Miggy Cabrera. Albert Pujols, 33 versus Strom. Very, very good play if you're not using Cron and you want a cheaper first baseman. Pujols is worth a look. Jesus Aguilar, 3,100 versus Waka for an ultimate punt home run upside lefty. Uh, unlike Thames and some other guys in Milwaukee that give you singles and doubles and whatnot, Aguilar will give you hits once in a while, but it's usually boomer bust with him. So 3,100 with Aguilar. Um, that'll pretty much wrap us up. TJ Rivera got the call for the Mets. If he's in the lineup versus Geo, he's first base, third base, $2,700 punt play. If you really want to save some money, which you might have to do if you get the high-priced arms, but uh, there's other places we'll get to to save some money. Second base, Daniel Murphy. Back in New York, he's been loving going back to New York since he's been a national. He's been crushing New York when he goes back to New York with the Nationals. He's 4700 bucks. so if you believe in narratives, he's a play tonight. He's a play the next all-weekend four-game series. DJ LeMayhew, 4600 versus Matt Moore. Good career numbers versus Moore. Coors Field, blah, 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 blah. He's in play. Starring Castro, 45 versus Gray is an intriguing look. You got Panic versus Hoffman at 42 in Coors. Um, Jed Lowry switch hitting versus Montgomery at 39. Kinsler at 36 versus Cobb, both cheaper, interesting plays. Whip Merrifield's been swinging it good. Lefties and righties, 36 as a lower own play. Eric Sogard leading off versus lefties. He's second base shortstop eligible, hitting lefties very well, very, very well. I saw somewhere it's like 330 to 340 against lefties right now. Doing it really well with a little bit of pop, too, for the little man. He's 3400 bucks against Walker tonight. Nice lower own Milwaukee piece. Um, as you go down the list, Chad Pender, second base shortstop at 31, some home run upside versus Montgomery, but you're not, you know, it's, it's pretty much Healy and then maybe Chris Davis. If, you can go heavy stack if you want, but Montgomery's been really, really good. And I know the A's are tempting, so do what you wish, but I wouldn't go too crazy on Oakland. Um, here's one of your punt plays, second base or third base eligible versus a lefty for the Mets. Who are we playing, folks? Wilmer Flores, $2,900. Um, that's great, great value for the upside there against Geo. Second base, third base, either or, $2,900. Like, you can play him at 29 here. You can play Healy at 36 at third. You've already saved a bunch of money. You can get a value bat at first that we've talked about. There's ways to save money and get the pitching here. 
Uh, as you go down the list, if Rob Snyder gets to start at his first base, second base for the Yanks at 28, just as a punt play, not a whole lot of upside, but there's some just being in that lineup. If the Yankees do blow up Gray, he'll be productive for that price. Third base, Arenado at 54. Yes, yes, please. Outstanding. He crushes the Giants in general. He's in Coors Field versus Moore. Yes. Eduardo Nunez at 49. Third base outfield eligible is intriguing for a piece of the Giants action in Coors. Travis Shaw, 4,500 versus Waka. He's back. He's homering. He's locked in to go. Mike Bustakis, 45 versus Nolasco is definitely in play. Hernan Perez, third base outfield eligible for Milwaukee at 43 is in play. Nick Castellanos is heating up. People are realizing that the DK price tag is on the rise. He's 4,200 versus Cobb. He's in play. So some good high-priced third basemen. You go down to Rendon at 39, Longoria at 38, both decent matchups there. I mentioned Healy at 36. Jed Jericho has been slumping, but great career numbers versus Davies at 3500 bucks. We mentioned how he likes to hit righties, especially fastball-throwing righties. Davies throws a ton of fastballs. Um... This could be the day where Jericho gets him off for you. He'll be super low-owned if you want to gamble. Third base, eligible, 3,500. You know Escobar versus Stram at 34 is in play. He hits lefties very well. But remember, they're going to the bullpen early on that one. Again, Wilmer Flores, second base, third base at 29. If Steven Drew gets the start, he's 27. TJ Rivera mentioned him at 27. Those are your third base options. Let's get you to shortstop where we have Trey Turner at 55. Bogarts, loved him last night, loved him again tonight at 47. And after the Simmons price tag keeps going up, he homered again last night. He's been playing really, really well this year, people. I guess people are starting to notice him with that price tag jump. He's 43. Didi at 42 is in play. But here is a guy that should be 100% owned tonight. It's just stupid unless he's hurt, and I don't know about it for some reason. But I know he has struggled this year. I get it. But he's facing a lefty who he absolutely crushes in his career. He's one of the best guys in baseball against left-handed Pitching, he's in Coors Field. Did I mention that lefty is Mr. Moore? Trevor Story is only $3,700 in Coors Field. That is one of the biggest price miss-ups I have seen in a long time. Uh, we get one or two every slate, and I know I keep saying it in a long time, but Trevor Story in Coors with Matt Moore at 37. If he goes 0 for 4 with 4 strikeouts, I can still sleep okay because that play has so much upside, it is dumb. Trevor Story at 3700 bucks. Uh, you got B. Craw at 35 versus Hoffman. I was actually reading somewhere last night that he is one of the worst hitters in his career with like 50 or more at-bats in Coors Field, like really, really bad. Some of the Rockies pitchers have better peripherals than Brandon Crawford in Coors. Still a great play. That doesn't mean fade him completely, but just kind of 3500 bucks might be the reason he's cheap. Still really cheap for Coors, though. Uh, Letimus Diaz has a punt at 31. Chad Pender mentioned him. Uh, as you go down the list, you know, Drew at 27 as a punt. Keep an eye on, um, I heard a rumor that Gavin Cecchini of the Mets might be getting the call up. If he does, he's 26, but I'm not saying I'll go all in with them, but it's interesting. And then our boy Adam Rosales hits lefties extremely well in his career. He's 2100 bucks. Uh, he hasn't been doing a ton lately. Pender's been getting a lot of the action, so he might not even crack the lineup, but he's there at 2100 Going to the outfield, Aaron Judge at 56 uh, yes, he's in play. Charlie Blackman at 55. Yes, he's in play. Bryce Harper, 54. Mookie Betts at 52. Phenomenal play with Betts. Benintendi at 5K is in play. Nunez. Cameron Maven at 47. I like that quite a bit. Uh, always low owned because people say he can't pay for that price. All he does is produce. Corey Dickerson at 45 is outstanding. Like that a ton. 
Yeah, Bruce, belt at 45. He's first base outfield eligible. He has crushed it in Coors in his career. The opposite of the other Brandon, Brandon Crawford. Belt has destroyed the ball there. Um, Justin Upton and J.D. Martinez, both 4400 bucks versus Cobber, almost stealing money, especially J.D. Martinez. Love those plays. Domingo Santana swinging it well, 4400 against Waka. Aaron Hicks, 4400 Ioannis Suspedes, the lefty Gio at 44 has got some big upside. Mentioned Hernan Perez. Low Kane is swinging it really well. Good career numbers versus Alaska. He's 43. Got Jackie Bradley Jr. at 43. Desmond, I mentioned, at 43. Steven Souza Jr. at 42. Tremendous upside at that price tag. Like that quite a bit. Always tons of outfielders to like. Brett Gardner against Gray at 42 is in play. Chris Davis, only 4200 bucks with home run upside against Montgomery, is a nice, nice play. He hasn't been as hot as we'd like. Um, keep mentioning Montgomery's uh, low hard contact rate, especially against righties, but home run upside with Chris Davis. Mentioned Thames at 4K, good value there. Yeah, Kendrick at 4K versus the lefty sale if you're feeling risky. Altheris 39 versus sale if you're feeling risky. Dexter Fowler at 38 versus Davies. And he's not consistent, but decent value when you're looking for value tonight with upside in that one. Denard Span 38 and Coors is good upside. Pence at 38. Tommy Pham at 37, some power upside. You got Rajay Davis, 37, hits lefties well. He's slumping of late. Keep that in mind, but he hits lefties well. He's 37. I know I'm giving you a lot of A's that hit lefties well. They do hit lefties well of late. They strike out a boatload. That's why I love Montgomery plus the soft contact. So pick your poison. Montgomery might get blown up, and we all just look into Friday. That's the way baseball goes. Uh, as you go down the list, Malik Smith, 33, leading off for Tampa against Verlander. Nice value below. Brian Goodwin's left-handed bat versus Caselma. We know he's got reverse splits, but he's playing well at 3,300 for the Nats if he's in the lineup. Colby Rasmus, home run upside versus Verlander at 32. Good value there. Uh, Bonifacio for Kansas City. Jorge Bonifacio hits righties really well, 3,200 bucks. Sneaky play there, always low-owned it seems. As you go down the list some more, Keon Broxton. We know he struggles overall in the year, but he's hot and cold. Like last night, four points, night before 28, then three, then 14. You don't know what you're doing with Keon. He's hitting in the middle of the very potent order that we think has a chance to go off tonight. He's only $3,000. That's good upside. Uh, Juan Lagares versus a lefty for the Mets at 3K, leading off against the lefties. Tremendous upside at 3K. I like that a ton. Um... Mark Conneth shows some power versus lefties at 29. I'd probably just go to Lagarde's at that three or uh, Broxton. You got, uh, as you go down, Brandon Moss, potential home run upside at 28, but he's been really inconsistent this year. So be careful there. Uh, as you go down the list, there's a couple guys that if you really, really want to roll the dice, I saw last night that got my attention. Um, the first one, I already went past him. Where is he at? Did they take him off the list? I saw him last night. Give me a second here. I don't want to mess this one up for you guys. There he is. Brett Phillips of the Brewers is 2500 Hasn't done a ton since his call-up. He's cheap. Um, I can't remember if... No, he's not available right now. Never mind. And then, uh, you know, Phillips at 25. And then another intriguing one to me is uh, super low priced. Hasn't done much yet either, but he's getting chances day in and day out. Lewis Brinson, he's 2,300 versus Waka. He's got speed power combo. He's a dart, a low priced dart. Might get you a zero, but there is 
pretty good upside there if he does find a spot in that lineup for some serious salary relief at 2300 bucks. So there you have it. Let's recap the pitching on your seven-game slate. Sale at 14-1. Then you got the Geo 9, Montgomery 86 column. I got Montgomery, then Geo. Your next group, Sonny Gray 77 versus the Yanks. Verlander 76 versus Tampa Bay. Hoffman 75 and Coors versus the Giants. Hoffman and Gray are like 1A, 1B. I can go with either one of those towards the top. And then Verlander after them. Then your punts, you got Nalasco 67 versus Kansas City. Gaselman 62 versus the Nats. I go Gaselman, then Nalasco. Stacking. Rockies is too easy. It's Coors, it's Matt Moore. Get at it. Lefties are hitting them 346, righties 312. They're all in play. Uh, Giants and Coors, if you're fading Hoffman, lefties 292, righties 337. I uh, like the Tigers versus Alex Cobb a lot. You got some salary relief there, big time salary relief. Lefties hitting 369, righties 336 versus Cobb. So Tigers are good. I know that they, they they're all or nothing. They piss us off more than they don't. But we, there's a lot of teams we can say that about this year. So Cardinals are intriguing. 475 team total versus Davies. Lefties hitting 340s, righties 317. I mean, so I, I love Carpenter tonight. And you can mix and match some others. If you like, Jericho's got some tremendous upside. Fowler with lefty batting 340 against him. Um, Red Sox versus Pavetta is phenomenal. 458 total. They're expensive, which might keep them low owned outside of Coors. Good team total. Lefties 375. Righties 428 off Pavetta. Pavetta's given up so much hard contact to lefties and righties, especially righties. And that ballpark could be danger. Rays, 452 total versus Verlander. I like that a ton. So mix and match some of those. There's some one-offs and some other teams. Interesting matchups in this one. So you're three-game early, seven-game late. Make sure to follow me on Twitter, at BDNTrick. I told you I tweet stuff out after I record. I see different things. I I might change up a few things. This is to get you started. Um, Right after we finished yesterday, like an hour later, I see Derek Fisher gets the call. I am in love with Derek Fisher. He was 3K. I said he's a play. He's pretty much a must-play. Home run. He's a a great young ball player. I mentioned stuff when I see lineups come out with some different value of different guys in different spots. So check it out at BDNTrick. Check us out on Twitter at the Sports DGNs. The U.S. Opens teeing off this morning. Hope you guys are enjoying that and all the coverage we had there, which was great. Check up Around the Bases, Episode 16 with me and Boston Moe. A lot of talk on Aaron Judge, the MLB draft, and much, much more there. Um, and we got NASCAR coming up, UFC coming up. So a lot going on at thesportsdegens.com, at thesportsdegens. But more importantly, good luck tonight. Three-game early, be careful. Maybe get a little contrarian. And seven-game late, it's not the best, but it's got some fun angles to it. So it's not bad at all. Some interesting three-max tournaments tonight. Check those out on DraftKings. But good luck. Uh, we'll have a loaded Friday slate as normal tomorrow. And I will catch you guys then. This was MLB DFS Quick Hits, your Thursday. June 15th edition. I'm out.